Hello everybody, welcome back to Best Books Ever, I'm Tyler, and today we're continuing with the Hero of Ages, chapters 14 through 33, um, yeah, we're in it now, we're out of the beginning, out of all the introductions, out of all like the, okay, what's this book gonna be, now we're, we're in it, and there's... <laughs> There's there's a lot of things going on, so uh, we'll just start with the end this time, because we didn't do that last time, shockingly. Um, the ending to this one is interesting. I don't feel like anything huge really happened. I feel like it's more just kind of very much set up for whatever the next part's going to be. I was kind of moving into about like the second half of the book, right? Um, the very, very end was Tensoon, him doing his trial, and he made it known what his intentions were, what his thoughts were, and him escaping. That's huge, obviously, because he's a conjurer, and stuff like that doesn't happen. But I think it just goes to show the effect that like Vin has on people, and also the overarching understanding that this is what's happening with the world and most people I don't think see it or they maybe see it but not fully or maybe just to the point where they're like and eh, someone else will take care of it right but then you have the few people and really it has to do with Kelsier's crew <laughs> who really truly understand what's going on um, and even within that like they don't even really know, you know. Um, but you know, you know, Tensoon does belong in that group, and him to be like, "Hey, listen, <laughs> the world is ending. You guys don't understand. You still like this, like trial and this, you know, like, uh, you know, trying to punish me for all these things. It's like you guys just aren't getting it, you know." Um, so for him to break out and like talk directly to the first generation, him attack, you know, Kampar, and then him just get out of there. I think is very important for his character because he is, you know, at that point kind of severing his ties with who he was as a Chandra and also Chandra in general somewhat. And him being like, okay, I understand what's happening. I have information that I need to give to Vin which also we talked about last part, but him trying to make the argument that Vin is now the mother, the same way that Lord Ruler was the father. He needs to get this information to her to possibly save the world versus trying to just be a, a good little Chandra and taking his punishment and understanding that he betrayed the contract and all that stuff, strictly according to how most would interpret it, uh, you know, unlike how he's trying to interpret it. Um, so yeah, big stuff there. We'll see how it was with Tensoon. I'm very excited to see Tensoon come back to the group. Obviously, Vin grew a huge attachment to him, more so than she ever thought he would, or more so than she ever thought she would to him. Um, it's just nice to see them together and also what information he has. You know, you know, seemingly he knows and Akandra, I suppose, know a lot more about ruin and preservation than anyone else does. Um, you know, you know, that's like a big thing that I think the crew, especially Vin, is trying to figure out with like, okay, Ruin is there, 
um, you know, she seemingly stumbled upon uh, the like bread trail, breadcrumb trail of preservation being a thing, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, so Tensoon getting there hopefully quickly uh, will give them a better understanding of what's happening, hopefully. Um, so yeah, good stuff there with Tensoon. Um, I guess we can kind of just go on that that train of thought with the whole like trying to figure stuff out with Rune and all that. Um, they realized Vin, out of everyone, <laughs> was the one that kind of realized the oddities when it comes to the miskilling people, and they came across the conclusion, the the mathematical statistic, that sixteen percent of people who are affected get sick um another percentage dies or whatever and that kind of follows the trend or whatever but 16 percent exactly always get sick um very strange that's not typically ever how sicknesses happen you know like diseases or anything like that that's not like it's not that exact you know there you know there should be some sort of um there's some sort of variation when it comes to like the size of a group or, you know, the, the, the current health status of individuals in a group or the age or whatever. Right. But every time, no matter how big the group is, no matter who's in the group, it's always 16%. So that is now looking more and more like possibly ruin is the one who's doing that because they would need, you know, you, you know, some sort of like, omnipotent god-like figure to be controlling that but also that's something they already kind of assumed i think because he's you know the myths seem bad ruin is bad deepness all that stuff it didn't start happening until deepness uh, until ruin was released the bigger example and and, and or, or, or the the bigger bigger point you know this is something that i think uh, Tensoon will hopefully be able to shed even more light on, more of a confirmation on, is preservation something that they haven't really been able to discuss so far, something that I don't even think, like, Vin and Ellen really know about preservation. We know about them from, well, no, I think Tensoon did tell Vin briefly about ruin and preservation, but they haven't really delved into it themselves. And then also some of the, uh, the little, like, paragraphs at the beginning of each chapter, um, whoever is speaking there, um, does mention ruin and preservation frequently. So we know that there are seemingly two forces. Um, as of right now, some of the little excerpts, they did talk more about ruin being more, uh, more destructive and preservation being more, uh, creative, I guess, building things up. Um, we did learn there as long as that's fact, uh, you know, for, for example, uh, allomancy is rooted in preservation because it is, it is building something. You are, you are net gaining something. Whereas, uh, hemorrhology is from ruin because you are, you are destroying bodies and you are, uh, at the end of the day, I guess it's weaker, which is why they probably need a lot of spikes to get powerful. Um, so yeah, so that preservation in general, as an idea, I think is what is missing from their, like, you know, their, like, theories and, and all that stuff of, like, you know, because with this, they'll, they're kind of circling back, the whole 16% thing, it's, like, there seems to be something that's stopping them, because while ruin isn't pure chaos, 
why is it capped at that amount? Maybe preservation is stopping him, um, you know, holding back the power enough. So it's like, okay, you can't do more than 16% or whatever, you know. That's like the, the amount of push and pull that they have between each other, uh, which is good overall, right? 16% is a lower percentage. You know, more people are staying healthy than getting sick. So I guess in that sense, pre uh, you know, preservation is winning in that battle, I guess. Because um, while 60% are getting sick, that's 84% are staying healthy. So that's, that's pretty good. Um, so yeah, that's something that they're going to look more into. I don't know what exactly they'll learn from that, what more research can possibly be done, but just the fact that it exists, it's an idea that is being molded around and them getting closer and closer to realizing the whole like push and pull between ruin and preservation, I think is important. Um, what else do we have? Uh, so a couple more kind of ruiny, misty things happening. Um, apparently, the terrorist people do not, are not affected by the day mists. I don't know how important that is. You all know, I you know, this is me rereading the book. So there are a lot of things I know. Everything, <laughs> presumably. But I don't remember this. I don't remember terrorists being safe from the day I wonder why, because, you know, you know, at that point, you know, the ruin, I believe being the one that's doing the miskillings and stuff, I don't know who else it would be, um, why is he not targeting terrorist people? Like, what, like, what's, like, maybe he just doesn't seem, he doesn't see any point in killing them, you know, maybe it's not completely random who he kills, um, I mean, maybe he's, well, he's not just targeting Ska. Have we seen any nobility die from the mists? Or has it just been Ska? I don't, I don't know. Because he was killing Ska out in, like, other places that, like, Sazed was going to. So it's not just, like, oh, just around Vin, we're going to kill people. That's not true. Um, but specifically Terrace. That is interesting. There is some fixation on terrorists, though, because if you remember, the terrorist people are also the people that the Inquisitors slaughtered a bunch of and, like, went to their place and whatever. So there, there is something special about terrorists when it comes to whatever Ruin is planning. I guess we'll just have to keep an eye on that one. Um, more misty stuff. Uh, we did have... What looked to be at first a Mistborn, but is now looking more and more like another Mist Spirit, or just the Mist Spirit. I don't remember if there's multiple of them. It's probably just one. Uh, was following Vin again, now here in Phadrix. Phadrix. Uh, I'm not sure why. Again, there is some weird stuff going on with the Mist Spirits. Like, is it good? Is it bad? Overall, I think they're choosing to believe it's good, even though the one bad thing it did, which was kill Alan, um, Vin rationalizes that as it being like, well, it stabbed you because it was hoping that I would take the power for the well for myself to save you, therefore not releasing the deepness. So even the very terrible thing that happened, 
the intent was good. So we're overall we're saying the miss spirit um, is is good is on our side. But what was it doing there? Like why was it chasing Vin, right? Like because at, at this point you would imagine miss spirit has nothing left, right? Like before then the miss spirit was trying its hardest with whatever powers it possesses to stop Vin from releasing the deepness. Deepness is out though. <laughs> so what else? Can preservation do um or the miss spirit um i'm assuming that's preservation i don't actually remember <laughs> like right now because we know preservation is a thing i don't remember where preservation is like a preservation is also like a god in the sky or maybe like you know you know because you know how Ruin has the Inquisitors. Maybe Preservation has Miss Spirits? Maybe? Maybe that's how that works? And so it would make sense, right? Because seemingly, you know, you know, because they talked about how, like, Ruin isn't, like, completely omnip omnipotent. Not completely open. Because if, if he was, then none of this would be necessary. He would just kill. He would just win, you know? So preservation existing makes sense. Plus, Ruin doesn't really show up themselves. That's why they have things like the Inquisitors, or they have things like changing text. So you assume that preservation also follows the same rules? That's why I said maybe it's it's the Miss Spirit. Because again, the Miss Spirit was trying to stop Ruin from being released. So it makes sense that they are possibly a uh, you know, some sort of, like, tool for preservation, um, I feel like overall preservation is losing, though, <laughs> because, man, they're really, oh, I wonder, uh, well, well, I wonder, you know, because Ruin had to be released from the well, so was preservation also trapped somewhere? Yeah, I don't, I don't remember, I really don't remember that, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, let's see, other stuff, oh yeah, and also kind of connected to this as well, uh, Vin does tell Ellen about what she read, and about how, uh, you know, they can't really speak out plans too much, because Ruin can hear them, there's a whole conversation about trust, which I like, um, yeah, it's gonna be tough to make plans and stuff, I don't know why they don't just write stuff in metal, but maybe even though if it's written in metal, Ruin can still read it, literally just thoughts are safe maybe um it's gonna be tough but i do trust them the same way they trust each other because i you know i think they spent so much time with each other that they kind of know what the other is thinking at points so maybe them just kind of tipping each other off every so often will will help them reach uh whatever conclusion they you know they need to find um very tough this is a very tough position that, that everyone's in because they're fighting more tangible things like the other people in the final empire, right? They're trying to take over all the different cities and stuff like that. Uh, but then they are also at the same time simultaneously fighting God, <laughs> you know? So it's like, it's tough. It's tough because it's something that kind of Vin 
and Ellen sort of both express. And I think it's why they are split up so much because Ellen, I think, is more so focusing on like what's in front of them with the armies and the, the cities and stuff. And Vin is sort of in the back trying to figure out what to do with Ruin and the mists and all that. Uh, very, very tough situation they're in, to say the least. Um, let's see what else we have. I guess everything else kind of, well, not really. Everything kind of flows together, though, so we'll, we'll go with the other part, which is huge with this book, Spook. Spook guy, big glow up in this book. Uh, much, much, much more important. So I guess the first big thing. Spook is burning pewter. That was huge. That's huge for a lot of reasons. One, it doesn't burn pewter, you know? It'd be different if he wasn't an Alamancer at all and this was like him snapping. And now, oh my god, I can burn pewter, that's crazy. But it's not. He already burns tin. But he can't burn the other metals he's tried. So, now it's time to theorize. <laughs> How can he burn pewter and tin? No one, seemingly, no one has ever done that. You either burn one of them, and you're a misting, or you burn everything, and you're a misborn. You can only burn two, though. That goes into the whole Kelsier thing that's happening. Um which is a whole nother animal, right, where he somehow is talking to the spirit of Kelsier, which I think, I think it'd be very easy for us and everyone else, like, in the story to dismiss that as just him, like, hallucinating or him, his mind finally breaking from burning so much tin or something, right? But Kelsier, quote-unquote, has given him the ability to burn pewter. That, I think, is what makes it real, and that's what makes it hard to refute. Because it's like, oh, but he can burn pewter now. Like, how, how does he, how is he able to do that? Um, it's tough, you know? You know, at, at, at this point, I don't even know what would be the answer to that. Like, unless it's really Kelsier, which honestly wouldn't put it past him for Kelsier to be... <laughs> the one god to like I mean listen we it's hard to look at Sazed and all the religions and you know right now he's kind of in turmoil right he's sort of uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for he's sort of like disproving every religion but I think it's difficult because at the end of the day, they are fighting Ruin, who is seemingly an actual god. You know, like, it's it's easy to look at Lord Ruler and be like, oh, well, he was, like, god or whatever, but we we know he was a man, he was Terrace, he had Alamancy and Ferrochemy and all that stuff, but they are fighting Ruin right now, so I don't think it's completely out of the realm of possibility that Kelsier is also... So, you know, like, it's it's hard for them to believe because they they talked to Kelsier when he was just a man, but it's like, you know, so that's why I think they're more so equating Kelsier to the Lord Ruler and less someone like Ruin, where it's like, oh, we know Kelsier just like Lord Ruler was an actual human person and, and all that, whereas Ruin seemingly has existed 
for forever, right? But this right here is hard, hard to disprove, right? Like, again, we do go towards the end of the book when Spook does mention this and Saza tries to brush it off. And Spook doesn't give as much information as I wish he, I really wish he would have, you know, because there's already weird stuff, right? Like, um, Saza and Breeze and to a lesser extent, Al Rian we're, we're noticing some weird things about Spook, but it's like, hey, it's Spook, Spook's always been kind of weird, um, you know, they kind of, uh, you know, Saza at least sort of figure some stuff out about Tin with him, and he's always clearly burning Tin like crazy, um, you know, but there was some weird stuff about, like, Spook breaking the boards off of the building, and Saza wasn't able to budge them, he's like, what is happening, <laughs> he's like, oh, you know, like, Saza himself, not very strong, and Spook doesn't look very strong, but Maybe he's been practicing, maybe he's been training with weights or something, you know, I'm trying to be out here all on his own, you know, it makes sense, right? There are some explanations for that that you could possibly conceive. Um, I just wish that Spook would have gone further and been like, it's true, he gave me the ability to burn pewter. I wish he would have just said that. Because obviously, like I already said, Sazed is in turmoil right now, and they have a nice little conversation about that as well. Um, not really too much to say about that, just, you know, Spook, they kind of leave him with, with some sort of nugget of wisdom that sort of has Sazed, uh, think about why he's doing what he's doing, but because of that, it's very hard for Sazed to believe, especially in this one, Church of the Survivors, like, like, that's real, so I just wish Spook would have said, I can burn pewter, I talked to Kelsier and he gave me the ability to burn pewter, so I know he's watching over us because I spoke to him and there's, and listen, I, I also thought I was going a little crazy from like my injuries and whatever. I was hallucinating, you know, you know, losing my grip on reality, but I can burn pewter. That's a fact. Couldn't do that before, you know? So I just wish he would have done that. That would have made things so much easier, <laughs> but maybe he's, I don't know. I don't really know an explanation for why he wouldn't tell them that, I don't know, um, I know there's more Kelsier and Spook stuff, let me find it, um, well, not, not specifically Spook, I don't think, um, some Kelsier stuff, though, connecting with that, and, and kind of all the Spook and Sazen and stuff like that, um, they go there to the place. I don't remember where they are. You know, the you know the city with, with, with Quellian and whatever. Um, they go there. And Quellian, the citizen, makes some very good points about Kelsier, right? About, like, killing the nobility, having the Ska rule, all that stuff. And while, while I think he makes some very good arguments for, like, this is what Kelsier would have wanted. I think there are things that, that Kelsier could not plan for and couldn't even wrap his head around when it came to what his own beliefs and his own intentions were. Um, while I believe that Kelsier wanted the nobility dead, while he wanted the Ska to rule, you know, the, the people to rule, I think that there are circumstances in which 
that couldn't happen in which uh, forced his friends, you know, Saz, Ed, Breeze, whoever, to not quite, uh, not quite execute what his vision was, you know, because at the end of the day, like, if you just want to go top dog, like, they're fighting ruin, they're fighting the deepness, like, with all of Kelsier's planning and all of his foresight, I don't think he foresaw them having to deal with the deepness, you know, so I think that kind of pushed everyone into a position where it's like, we're not in a position to try to, um, I don't know, again, just like execute everything that Kelsier would have wanted in, in this new world. You guys have been able to do it because you guys aren't, aren't involved in any of it. Like we have to deal with this. Um, I mean, there's that, there's, you know, I mean, you know, you know, there's another thing with like, uh, Quelly and trying to be like, oh, Allomancy is the, is the black tool of the nobility. It's like, you understand Kelsier was misborn, right? <laughs> like, okay, you, you can calm down. Um, there was, there was another thing too. Um, I forget who, oh yeah, Yeoman was also saying things about Ellen. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember what else he said because he was, he, you know, he was arguing with, with, with Sazed. It, it was just very interesting, you know, you know, some of the points he's making with like, this is what Kelsier would have wanted. Um, you know, I'm talking about peace and, you know, William was like, have you ever heard Kelsier preach peace? It's like, well, no, but we know this isn't what Kelsier would have wanted. You know, we know that Kelsier wouldn't have wanted a world full of people still being oppressed. Like, your little utopia is not really that. These people are still being, and, and also, like, him um, rounding people up, like, like you know, doing Ancestry.com on everybody and being like, oh, well, you're not nobility, but three generations back that you have noble blood it's like Kelsier would not was not doing that to people you know like that is not he, he would not have gone that far to like because even um I think Spook made this point right where he's like if you go far back enough everyone has noble blood everyone started out this way like it doesn't <laughs> doesn't make any sense you know, like you have probably have no, and, and again, Spook, uh, you know, you know, with his little fight in the, you know, in the market or whatever, realizes that Quellian is an Alamancer, which means he has noble blood. You yourself have noble blood. The people you are using, a lot of your bodyguards are Alamancers, which means they also have noble blood. So like, you trying to shame Sazed, Breeze, right? Saying, oh, you guys, you, you, you guys are hypocrites. It's like, you, you yourself are also a hypocrite. What do you mean? You know, so it's just, it's just very frustrating because, you know, while I think he makes a lot of good points and, you know, I think there are some things that Kel's crew have done that Kelsier may not love, 
I think there's so many more variables that even Kelsier could not, you know, Kelsier was a great leader of his thieving crew. He was a great friend. He was a great mind, a great visionary, but there are a lot of things where, again, I think we talked about this maybe last book, maybe last week, maybe week before, where it's like, Kelsier was trying to discover the secret of the 11th medal. Never could. Vin not only did that, has discovered multiple other medals that Kelsier did not know about, seemingly. He did not know about Duralumin. He did not know about Electrum. It's like, even just with Allomancy, the thing that he he took so much pride in like having knowledge of and having a grasp on, and being misborn was so true to who he was he didn't have all the understanding of so it's tough you know um what else do we have yeah so the Kelsier stuff we got that um small thing just want to mention uh they did get into the cachet there's a big lake down there a lot of clean water so that's cool um they already, you know, Vin already went there previously and got everything, you know, uh, took note of everything there, especially the information about ruler, so it's not important in that way, but uh, they are sitting there, they're you know, chilling there for a while, that's their base, so we'll see more of that, you know, at least they have a nice place that is defensible that uh, they can plan their next moves, and I just really want, Breeze and Elrian are tough, because I, you know, I don't really feel like there's much that needs to happen with their characters, but Spook and Sazed definitely have humps that they need to get over. Um, Sazed in, in a more, in a more like a, we just need to see the, 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 the fire in his eyes again. You know, like I know he's terrorist, I know he's supposed to be this like servant or whatever, but like him moping around with these dang religions is very frustrating because we know we know what he can do we know what he's capable of I'm not only talking about um the like ferrochemy stuff but just like he is the dependable one you know he, you know he's the one that people talk to and um you know you know he can help like figure stuff out and so him being kind of useless really sucks and then spook on the other end where it's like he has more information and I feel like he might be a little scared to reveal it, especially with him talking to Kelsey or whatever, but I really think him talking about that to Sazet or Breezer or whoever and being like, no, this is real. I need someone else to know about this. It's going to be very important for him. So, yeah. Um, and then lastly, the last point I have, I mentioned him earlier, but now I'll actually talk about him. Uh, Yeoman. Yeoman being a uh, calling Ellen a hypocrite. I think that was a big moment um, because I think a lot of again a, a, another person that I don't like that I think at the end of the day is wrong. Making good some you know making some very good points though right. Um, Ellen preaching you know for the people and everyone has a choice but you come here and you're basically trying to bully your way you know. You've bullied your way into everything. We've seen that a little bit before, right? When he went to that one town and was like, I'm going to help you, uh, but you guys are mine. You know, basically putting them in a corner where it's like, yes, 
end of the day, they'd probably be dead without you because the Kolos would have attacked and you would be dead. Everyone here would be dead. But you're sort of taking advantage of that, <laughs> you know? So again, very very much a gray area when it comes to Ellen's rule. Um, I think more good than bad, but still, still somewhat gray. Um, one point I remember, and, and, and I do want to discuss briefly, is there, there's a point that Yohan makes that I really don't like. Um, he mentions, you know, you know, probably Ellen's biggest, or you know, definitely one of his biggest uh, emperor moments, kind of what made him emperor was, you know, you know, so we went through the whole thing, right, of him being king and then being tossed out, right? And Yeoman, from his perspective, he talks, he, he, he tells Ellen, you know, you wanted to be king, you were king, and then your people tossed you out, which is what you wanted, right? Like, you, you wanted the people to have a choice, to have a say in who their leader is, you know, they chose Penrod, all that stuff, and then what you did is you had your misborn wife bully your way back to not only being king of Luther, now being the emperor. So how can you come here and try to talk about all your all your ideas and all of your you know whatever when you you are just like strong arming your way through all of this? Um, while that is somewhat what happened, that's not the full story, and I think that's not Yeoman's fault. He just wasn't there. That's not exactly how it happened. It's more so that, yes, they did throw him out. And if you remember, Ellen accepted it. Ellen was like, you know, when other people, when Tindwell, when Vin, you know, were like, You're, you, should, you are the best uh, choice for a king. You should be trying to get that back. Ellen vehemently was like, no, like this, the, this, is, this is the system I set up. This is totally valid. And if they don't want me, they don't want me like... That's kind of my whole thing is I don't, I don't want to have someone as a king who the people don't want as king, you know, because it's, 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 it's the people's city. And so they should decide. So he, he accepted them choosing Penrod over him. He was sad about it, obviously, and he was disappointed, but he accepted it. So that's one thing that, that, that Yeoman does not know and does not realize. And even if Alan told him, he wouldn't believe it, right? Oops, uh, but 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 the other thing is that he didn't have Vin just go. He wasn't like, hey Vin, um, go back to the city and uh, threaten all of the leaders into swearing loyalty to me. And Vin was like, got it. <laughs> That's not what happened. Ellen accepted it. He went to go leave because they had a plan to like find the well or whatever, and the Colos. Whether, I mean, you know, whether Ellen attacked or not, didn't matter because at that point, Straff already kind of stepped back, right? The Kolos attacked the city and Vin and Ellen came back to save the city, to save their friends that were still there, to save the people that were all going to get slaughtered. And then in turn realized, oh, we just saved the city Penrod wasn't going to do anything about it, you know, 
Ben Rower's going to give the city back to Straff, which it's like, at, at that point, you know, Yeoman can argue that that's, well, that's the system, that's what it was. It's like, so you would have rather me let Kolos just destroy the majority of the population. Again, if you remember, Straff did not care. Straff was like, if every Ska dies, I'm okay with that. The world will be a better place. Because Straff didn't care about the city. That, that That's another thing where it's like, you know, that's something that Ellen and Yeoman seemingly somewhat uh, relate on, where they actually care about the people that they're ruling, it seems. I mean, we know Ellen does. We don't really know Yeoman that much. But, you know, just from the little bit of conversation we had, we're, we're, we're assuming he's on a similar wavelength. Straff did not care. Straff didn't care about the people, you know? So it's like... I don't know, it's not exactly, and again, it's tough, you know, we've we, we've seen this multiple times in the book where um, we know what happened because we were there, unless there's an unreliable narrator, but that's not, that doesn't seem to be what Brandon is, 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 is going for here. We know what happened, you know, obviously with like the Vin stuff, right, where there's still people who don't accept, I mean, even in this conversation, Vin's, you know, Ellen makes an argument because, you know, because Yeoman is like, oh, well, um, the Lord Ruler touched divinity from the well. And Ellen is like, oh, well, Vin did that too. And Yeoman's like, I don't accept that. <laughs> it's like, okay, all right. And don't accept the story. You know, so there's always, I mean, I mean, even with like the biggest thing with Vin killing the Lord Ruler, it's like people outside of Lutherdale don't really believe that all the way. Um, you know, they probably just think it's like, again, like some sort of propaganda to strengthen uh, Ellen's rule, right, but we know it happened, <laughs> you know, um, so again, you know, I guess, all in all, I'm just trying to say that, uh, very frustrating being on Ellen's side and knowing what Ellen and Vin and all these people have done for everyone outside of that to be like, no, I don't accept it, and, and then even for Yeoman to be like, it'd be a better fate to face you and die than hand it over, and it's like, okay, all right. Okay. Okay. You know, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, that is the book. A lot of really good stuff happened this time. Again, it ends in a way where not a huge climax, you know, I mean, Tensoon escaping is really cool, but, um, I think it's more important, like what he's going to do after he escapes, like when hopefully he gets back to Vin and them and, give some information that will maybe change the tides on the, like, the weird, like, religious war that's happening, <laughs> um, but yeah, we will see, um, good stuff, a lot of, a lot of eyes, I think, on Tensoon, like I just mentioned, Spook, Spook and Tensoon, I think, are, like, the two MVPs so far of, like, two characters that I think are really gonna turn the tides of, everything hopefully you know not only the like boots on the ground war that's happening but the the more uh intangible war that's happening with ruin you know because we expect vin ellen sazed all those guys to do stuff but spook and tensoon would you get them in there too um but that is it uh next time it's gonna be a big one the we are going to be combining a couple parts. I had to combine some parts somewhere because there's five parts, but we only do four weeks. So we're combining the next parts. 
parts three and part four of the book. So that's going to be chapters 34 through 58. So a little over 20. 24 chapters we got. So a lot of stuff there, but going to be some good stuff. Because uh, it's going to be, again, the meatiest part. But then also that is leading into the final part of the book. So there's got to be a lot of good stuff. So um, that's it, I suppose. That is it. Um, can't wait to talk about next week. Uh, let me know what you thought of these chapters, 14 to 33, that we just discussed. Anything big I missed um, that you loved. And uh, yeah, that is it. Next week. Next week, more Hero of Ages.